Hey guys, welcome back to Tackles and Turnovers. I know it's been a little while, but Andrew and I are really looking forward to discussing uh, the final few AFC divisional previews with you guys and, you know, maybe hit on a couple of things that are going on around the NFL. We know this is obviously a strange time for everyone. You know, the preseason looks like it's probably not going to happen. Teams are starting to get into training camp, um, you know, training with masks on and players having to pass COVID tests. We have tons of players opting out for the season with health concerns or family concerns. So definitely a strange time. It's going to be a quite a unique season. But um, we're going to keep things rolling. I know we've been gone for about a month. Uh, Andrew and I have a lot going on, but we're definitely ready to get back to talking about football. And today we're going to cover the AFC West and obviously a division led by the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, who scored that $503 million deal earlier about a month ago. Um, So, you know, they locked him up. They locked up Chris Jones. So they look solid. Um, They look like they're going to be right back in the mix to be in the Super Bowl yet again, probably the favorites. Uh, But we're going to start with a different team in the division, a team that I am personally pretty excited to see. Uh, because I think they've done a great job this offseason building around their young quarterback, and that's the Denver Broncos. Uh, you know, Vic Fangio's there as the head coach. Very good defensive uh, mind. So, you know, he has a ton of talent to work with there. They stole Jarrell Casey uh, from the Tennessee Titans for, I believe, a sixth or seventh round pick, which is just absurd for a guy of his caliber. Uh, you have Bradley Chubb coming back healthy from the torn ACL. He looked like a beast as a rookie. You have Vaughn Miller, who actually just admitted he almost decided to sit out the season, but he'll be back and they have a really strong secondary anchored by Justin Simmons, the uh, young rising star at free safety. They also have AJ Boye, cream Jackson there in the, as you know, two veterans in there. So I think their defense is going to be solid, well coached. Um, but you know, what I really am looking forward to seeing is how does this offense look? Because they have done a- absolutely everything to surround uh, Drew Locke with, a ton of help. Uh, You know, last year they took Noah Fant in the first round, athletic tight end. They took another tight end in the fourth round this year, uh, who's a heck of an athlete himself in Alberts. And I'm not even going to try and say the last name. We're just going to call him Albert O for now. Um, And then, you know, they've invested, you know, first and second round picks this year on the receiver spot, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler. They add that to Cortland Sutton, a second round pick from a couple of years ago. And um, I think the Broncos are doing a tremendous job of building around their young quarterback. So, Andrew, you know, kind of just kicking it to you. You know, what do you make of the Broncos offseason? Where do you see them, you know, going this year? And I know, you know, as a Dolphins fan, Drew Locke was someone that you guys were connected to uh, before the draft last year in 2019. And, you know, I know your brother was super high on him. Kind of what do you make of Drew Locke's, you know, brief, uh, you know, kind of stint as a starter last year. And what what do you expect from him in the future, especially with such great weapons around him? Right. Well, um, obviously, Drew Locke is going to be the main focal point of this team going forward, um, at least on the offensive side of the ball. Um, Drew Locke is definitely an intriguing prospect at the quarterback position. And unfortunately, you know, we only did get to see him for about four or five games there um, before it was cut short to, um, to injury, but you know, from the games that we saw, looked looked the part. I mean, just big, athletic, can throw the ball, and you know, in Denver where when it gets cold, and you know, obviously with the you know with the altitude there, um, he's got a rocket for an arm, dude. And you know, it's kind of exactly what um, what they what they were looking at when they drafted um, Drew Locke. Um, but the offense, obviously, as you mentioned, they drafted Jerry, Judy, um, KJ Hamler, 
who I think is extremely underrated with that speed. And, you know, going forward with Philip Lindsay and Melvin Gordon, we'll see if Melvin Gordon can stay healthy. But um, definitely a revamped offense, at least going forward. Um, the defense, you know, Bradley Chubb's a super exciting player. Um, unfortunately, um, you know, we have Von Miller, who includes stud, but, you know, you wonder when time's going to start ticking on him. Um, so it's a very exciting team there with the Denver Broncos. Um, well, you'll have to wait till the end of the, this podcast to necessarily hear what we got on, but you can kind of tell we're very high on him. Um, and bringing in Pat Shermer too, it's, you know, as I, I think you mentioned it at the beginning, um, it's going to help, it's going to help this offense go going forward. And I'm super excited about it. You're absolutely right about that one. Yeah, so I definitely see, you know, the Broncos being a team on the rise. I think John Elway has done a great job building around that young quarterback. And, you know, as we know, a young quarterback can only go as far as his supporting cast, especially early in his career. So they've surrounded him with a bunch of skill players. Um, you know, we didn't even talk about the fact that their backfield has Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay. Uh, so I think the Broncos are definitely heading in the right direction after so many years of, you know, in that post Peyton Manning era, they kind of seemed like they were directionless, but I definitely think that, you know, they're kind of going all in like the chiefs have on offense and just surrounding uh, their young quarterback with as much talent as possible. And I think they're going to be a difficult team to contend with, at least for, you know, the defenses in the, in the AFC West to stop drew lock um, this season, uh, you know, right. enough- and I know, sorry, I know, um, I know they brought in a bunch of receivers there to help Corlin sign, but definitely the X factor is going to be the run game there. Yeah, absolutely. And Melvin Gordon needs to prove, you know, that he can kind of get back to those old Chargers days because I'm personally not really high on him. Um, and like you said, that running that running game is not fantastic. Neither is their offensive line. Um, but, you know, they're hopefully getting an upgrade there at center with their third round pick out of LSU, Lloyd Cushenberry. Um, you know, so – Definitely a, a team on the rise, I would say. Um, another team that I think has a ton of talent and definitely has the ability to make a playoff run this year in the AFC West is the Los Angeles Chargers. Now, this is a team that we seem to talk about every single year that on paper they have a great roster. They don't seem to have a ton of holes. They always seem solid. Um, the main issue for them is that they have a really hard time staying healthy. You know, that offensive line has been ravaged by injuries over the years. Um, you know, Mike Williams has dealt with some stuff. You know, they've had injuries to their backfield. You know, Joey Bosa's had foot injuries. Um, Obviously, at safety, Derwin James missed a lot of the last season. Um, So this is a team that went healthy. I think they definitely have the talent to compete in the AFC. But, um, you know, that's something that's going to have to be proven. And obviously, the big question mark here is that quarterback. You know, do they go with Tyrod Taylor, the veteran, um, who, you know, we both have talked about before in our quarterback rankings is a solid dude. You kind of know what you're getting. He's got some mobility, doesn't throw interceptions, but you know, the up, the, the upside is limited. Um, or do they go with Justin Herbert who they drafted in the first round sixth overall got a lot of tools. I know you're pretty high in him. I'm not, I think he has super high bust potential. Um, and I'm not really quite sold on him. Um, considering, you know, some of the the games that he put up at Oregon against big-time competition didn't impress me. But once again, another team that is pretty well suited to, uh, you know, put their quarterback in a good spot because they have a lot of talent at the skill positions as well. Hunter Henry Fran- playing on the franchise tag, you know, he's got to prove that he can stay healthy. And if he can, he's going to get a huge contract. So he has plenty of motivation uh, for next season. 
You got Mike Williams, Keenan Allen at wide out. Um, you know, not a ton of other, you know, guys that stand out behind them. And uh, we know that both have had some injury issues in the NFL. So this is, once again, a team that, um, you know, I think they're going to be in the mix. But um, I think it's going to have to be more because of their defense with Joey Bosa, Melvin Ingram, and like I said, Derwin James on the back end. They also added Chris Harris Jr. And um, Casey Hayward is another veteran corner that they have there along with Desmond King. So for me, the Chargers will only go as far as their defense takes them. And, you know, I think the offense, there's just a lot of question marks there with their backfield um, and whether Herbert or, or Tyrod Taylor, you know, starts the season or does Herbert, you know, make an appearance at a certain point. Does that offensive line stay healthy? You know, they got Mike Pouncey up there and Brian Bulaga, both of whom who have had injury issues. So, um, you know, I think the Chargers are going to be in the mix. But I think, um, you know, based on a lot of their players' durability issues, um, you know, I think this could also go, uh, you know, kind of go south pretty quickly. So, Andrew, what do you see happening in L.A.? Um, and, do you know, where do you kind of see their offseason moves taking them, and especially at the quarterback spot? Yeah, uh, well, much like the the Denver Broncos, this team is definitely um, it's definitely exciting. Um, I feel like we say that year in and year round, but as as you mentioned, you know, they're obviously you know get devastated by injuries, um, and you know, on paper, it looks like they have a pretty solid offensive line there, as you you were just mentioning with Brian Balaga, Mike Pouncey, um, and Trey Turner. Um, but unfortunately it just looks good on paper and, you know, injuries is a big thing. And Brian Balaga is getting a bit older, Mike Pouncey's hip, you know, we saw it as a Dolphins fan, always having to wrap him in bubble wrap and, you know, rest them during practice. And, you know, not that Mike Pouncey necessarily needs practice so much, but, um, you know, it's just, you know, it has to, as a coach, it has to get annoying playing the, uh, like the preserve your player role often during some and you know right now during like summer camp and stuff, um, so that's pretty good there uh, with Justin Herbert. Um, you know, again with a Dolphins fan, you know they're gonna be we're gonna be constantly going back and forth between Justin Herbert and Tua Tungavailoa uh, for obvious reasons. You know, with the Dolphins having to choose between the two quarterbacks. Um, and, you know, you know my opinions on Tua Tungavailoa. Justin Herbert obviously has all the talent in the world, but, you know, as with, you know, Jamarcus Russell and other quarterbacks of old, we've seen we've seen it when, you know, quarterbacks have all that talent, and whether it's situational-based or whether it's, you know, teams not being able to maximize on their young talent, um, it just doesn't work out, you know. And as we covered during our quarterback rankings episode, um, talent doesn't win you everything. You know, you have to have situation. You have to have the head coach. You have to have the offense going for you. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I, I think that Anthony Lynn is a great head coach. Um, you know, last year was very it's, – it's just hard to watch Charger games because, you know, there's no fans there. Um, so it, it's not going to be that different this year. But um, it's hard because, you know, I, I, I feel like we both think Anthony Lynn's a good head coach. Um, and Gus Bradley is obviously a good defensive coordinator. He helped build the Legion of Boom over there in Seattle. Um, and, you know, he has kind of the, the same makings over here in, in, in Los Angeles with Derwin James, who has to be top three for sure safeties in the league. Um, Casey Hayward's a lockdown corner. Signing Chris Harris Jr., as you mentioned, is good too. Um, and they just locked Joey Bosa up for – 
I think it's what four or five years, and they gave him that monster contract. So they're gonna have to figure out how to how to play him with his injury. Um, but I feel like Joe is a great Joey's a great player, obviously. So you need to give him that contract. Hopefully, he'll be a pro. Figure out his diet. Figure out ways um, for him to not get injured so much. Um, and then he's got a sack made of Melvin Ingram. So it's definitely an exciting team going forward. Um, quarterback play is big, but, you know, as is the NFL, um, quarterback is everything. So if your quarterbacks aren't going well, your team probably isn't doing too well. Um, Absolutely. And um, that kind of perfectly transitions to our next team where, to me, I actually like their offense a lot except for the quarterback position. And that's obviously not the Chiefs, guys. That would be the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, John Gruden's team. I guess you you have to call it that because the way he put this roster together, I don't think Mike Mayock could have possibly signed off on all these moves. I mean, the guy just signed Jason Witten to be his second tight end, I guess. They have like six of them on the roster. Uh, Jason Witten was awesome if you played like Madden in 2007, but um, I don't really know what exactly John Gruden saw. Maybe he watched him on uh, Monday Night Football and realized, hey, I got to get the guy that actually was the only – person in the world who could have done such a worse job than myself so let's bring Jason Winton on board um you look at the rest of the roster I mean the offense the offensive line looks tremendous uh should definitely be one of the top units in the league um Hunter Renfro solid slot receiver um I think we both agree that Henry Ruggs should not have been the first receiver taken I would have 100% Jerry Judy over him and I think that would have been a fantastic move um I think Henry Ruggs just is a horrible fit from the fact that his quarterback basically only throws six-yard passes. Um, but apparently Derek Carr feels disrespected, as we learned on Twitter yesterday. Um, honestly, I didn't even know that it was possible to disrespect someone that no one cared about. Uh, and <laughs> this guy has been in the league for, I believe this is going to be his sixth season, sixth or seventh season. I mean, he is what he is. I, he's so uninspiring to me. Marcus Mariota is pretty much in the same boat. Like I haven't seen anything over the course of his career of any stretch of dominant play where I'm like, this is definitely a franchise guy. Um, I love their, I love Josh Jacobs. I think he's an absolute beast. I like Lynn Bowden jr. Who they drafted in the third round. Um, like I said, offensive line looks really solid. Darren Waller was a huge breakout star last year at tight end. Um, I think their offense in general is actually really pretty solid except for the quarterback spot and in that division i mean they're clearly behind the the broncos the chargers and obviously the chiefs at that position and i think that's what's going to just keep keep them held back looking at the defensive side of the ball you know we could talk about this more but i am thoroughly unimpressed by the raiders on defense Uh, i don't see any pass rush other than max crosby uh cleland farrell was a huge reach last year i don't understand how they took him over josh allen or any of those other d linemen you know edge guys that were available the only you know they have one really good linebacker that i like is Corey littleton who they signed away from the rams and free agency their secondary to me is is solid you know as far as like a lot of those guys that they have projected to start were all pretty high picks you know trayvon mullen was a second rounder jonathan abram their rookie from last year who spent most of the year injured will be back Demarius Randall, I believe, was a first-round pick before. Um, you know, they got Prince of Mukamara, LaMarcus Joyner. All these guys were, you know, high-round picks. And, you know, the guy they took in the first round, you and I both ripped the Raiders for, Damon Arnett. Uh, the cornerback they took, I believe. Uh, I forget that was around maybe the pick 19, somewhere around there. A yep. huge reach. Um, to me, their defense does not impress me. And I think the quarterback position is a huge weakness. And that's the reason that I'm not high on the Raiders because – 
I think in terms of their offensive line, they easily have the best offensive line in the division. I think they have by far the best running back in the division with Josh Jacobs. I think if you look at tight ends, I think Darren Waller is right up there behind Travis Kelsey. I think if he can prove that last year wasn't a one-year wonder, I think he's right up there. Um, You know, I just don't – I think there's a lot of weaknesses at at the defensive line and at quarterback, and I just see that being a major problem this year. Yeah, I mean, you know, after watching the NFL for so many years, you tend to find out which – you know, which positions are the most important. And, you know, obviously it's quarterback. Then you got to secure the, the the blind side. And then you got to get cornerbacks and you got to get ends. And, you know, when you reach last year with Clellan Farrell and he's not able to produce, you know, this is kind of what you get. Um, you know, with their defense, I'll start with the defense and I'll work my way backwards to the offense. Um you know, I do like Jonathan Abram, and he plays very hard. Such a g- good young player that, you know, hits like a freaking hammer. Um, but, you know, when you hit like a hammer, you got to be able to stay healthy. And A know, little bit of that, that Bob not... Sanders, you know, kind of worry yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. That's perfect. So, you know, can he stay healthy? We'll find out. Uh, Damon Arnett, I feel – here's what I was thinking about when you were bringing up um, – John, uh, John Gruden and uh, Mike Mayock. I feel like they both are because they're both older people. Like they're not they're not young by any. Yeah, they're not part of that new school analytics right. thinking for sure. But but these two definitely swear like they are like like thinking of new ways that these young guns aren't thinking of, and it's like biting them in the butt with all the players that they keep drafting. I mean. They took last year, well, two years ago in, in 2018, they took Colton Moore, Colton Miller, um, left tackle, um, and that's probably been the only position really where they've struck, well, I don't know if struck gold might be a little bit too strong, but, you know, Colton Miller's a good player there. Yeah, he's definitely yeah. developed into one. I think it was a huge right. reach in the beginning, but he's definitely taken steps forward for sure. Right, but then that's, that's it. Like, what other player has developed? Because Colin Farrell, no. Um, you know, we haven't seen anything from Damon Arnett yet, so we can't really speak there, but we have our doubts. Um, Corey Littleton, as you said, we signed away from the Rams who can't sign everybody. Um, and that's it. LaMarcus Joyner, they were able to sign as well, but that was two years ago. And, you know, and, and another one that, you know, bringing up Colton Miller, their second round pick PJ Hall, who came from Sam Houston state, uh, you know, what a fucking school, you know, couldn't even tell you much about them. They already, Powerhouses, got, bro. <laughs> they already uh, tried to trade. They first said they were going to cut him. Then they tried to trade him and he failed his physical. So they were already getting rid of a guy they took in the second round um, just two years ago. And that's a huge whiff right there because he was viewed as a huge uh, reach at the time. I mean, look at the rest of that class 2018. They basically got not, I mean, it's, uh, it's not really impressive. I mean, Maurice Hurst is, is solid, but um, even looking at 2017, kind of right before they arrived, and just look at their draft history in general. Like, Amari Cooper was their first-round pick in 2015. He's not there. Khalil Mack was their first-round pick in 2014. He's not there. Um, 2016, Carl Joseph, first-round pick. He is not there. 2017, yeah. Gary and Conley. He is not there. I mean, this has just been an, an absolute disaster of a franchise for, for quite some time, you know? Yeah, and it, it's kind of it's rough, too, because – you know, Oakland was such 
you know, every and with we see it with every professional team with how good Oakland is and showing up for their teams. Um, and it sucks that they're kind of losing the Raiders. Um, you know, you never really want to see Oakland lose any franchise because they show out. Um, but you know, now it's Las Vegas's issue, and you know, I don't. This team, I don't think it's going to be finishing high at all. Like, it's going to be last or second. Spoiler alert. Second agreed, to last. Agreed. So, um, you know, just going back to the offense real quick, just to close it up real quick. I don't know why they would draft Lynn Bowden. You know, Josh Jacobs is a clear powerhouse running back. And, you know, we've all heard the stories about him sleeping in his car. Just a really good story there. It's unfortunate that he got drafted by the Raiders. Um, Henry Ruggs, Tyrell Williams, and Zay Jones, they don't really excite me. I think if you're going to have a fast receiver like Henry Ruggs and um, Tyreek uh, uh, Hill, I'm sorry, uh, you need to have kind of like a solid wide receiver there. And I don't think Tyrell Williams really is that. I think they're both deep threats. So I don't think it's going to work out too well. Um, that's all I really have to say about the Oakland Raiders. We can go ahead and move on to the you know, the serious bread and butter team of not just this division, but, you know, all of the NFL here with the Chiefs. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, we saved the best for last, and it pains me to say that as a Patriots fan, but right now they are absolutely the team to beat. Um, I don't even think it really requires us to really go that in-depth. I mean, basically, you look at it this way. The Chiefs basically returned all of their starters except, I believe, two or three. They did lose their right guard. Um, to opting out. He actually happens to be the NFL's only medical doctor, which is pretty impressive. You can read about that. I covered him, uh, Laurent DuVernay-Tardif, for sportscasting.com. That's an awesome story right there, by the way. Such a good story. story, This guy spent eight years in college because, you know, he had to balance playing football, going to med school. He's legitimately a doctor. Like, it's incredible. Um, They actually Mm kind of upgraded on him because they got Coleccio Semele, who's uh, (laughs) a pro bowl guard, absolute monster. Uh, I've seen this dude in person training down in Miami. He is a freak. He is huge. Um, so their offensive line is kind of, you know, got actually upgraded there. That right side should be dominant with um, Coleccio Semele and Mitchell Schwartz. Um, you know, obviously they have a great set of weapons. They added Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who I think we both agree is a fantastic fit there for that offense. Um, they did yeah. move Damian Williams, uh, former Dolphins running back, who actually has turned out to be a really, really good player for the Chiefs, underrated. Um, he did opt out, so that's a loss there. So that pr- probably puts – Edwards Hilaire in, in a much bigger role than maybe he was, you know, projected to be. Um, the defensive side of the ball, they they re-signed Chris Jones for $85 million. Uh, so that was huge. So, you know, they basically secured their top offensive player and top defensive player uh, for the next, you know, 15 years combined. We know Patrick Mahomes is basically going to own the team at some point. Um, he yep. bought into the Kansas City Royals, actually, which is pretty cool. He uh, is a part owner of that team now. So, uh, you know, the rest of their defense – you know, Tyron Matthew had a very, very nice season. Uh, you know, c- certainly seems to have put those injuries behind him. Overall, I'm not thoroughly impressed with the defense. The back seven doesn't really impress me other than Matthew. Like I said, Juan Thornhill coming back from a good rookie season, but he tore his ACL. Um, the linebackers definitely do not impress me. So, really, you know, I see that being the same team. You know, they're going to get some shootouts. I don't think the defense is dominant. Um, you know, they do have Frank Clark and Chris Jones, which are two great players on, on, you know, the defensive line. But, you know, to me, it just all goes, comes down to the offense. As long as Mahomes is healthy and his weapons are healthy, Tyreek Hill's there. Miko Hardman, who is, I think, going to have a huge season. I think he's going to break out even bigger. Sammy Watkins. I mean, they're just loaded. This is 
by far the favorite to win the division, the favorite to win the AFC, and probably the favorite to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, um, obviously it starts with Pac- Patrick Mahomes. Such a great player. I'm, try- I'm going to try not to fanboy so much on this episode, but, you know, it's really hard, um, especially for me as a Dolphins fan, when I always, you know, year in and year out, you see Tom Brady dominating things. It's finally good to see um, someone else in the AFC like trying to challenge him. I know we had Peyton Manning there for a little bit, but you know, it doesn't matter. Pay- Patrick Mahomes is on a totally different level. I feel like, um, but I feel like the one thing with the Kansas city chiefs are is, is the depth. Um, and, you know, as you already mentioned, they're already, they only have one linebacker. That's kind of decent, Anthony Hitchens. And then after that, you know, you, I, I don't even know who any of these players are. And I watch football all the time. Um, so I feel like their defensive recipe is create as much pressure as you can with Chris Jones and Frank Clark, and then hope Tyron Matthew has the speed to get there, um, to intercept the ball that, you know, the quarterback cannot throw accurately because he is being pressured. Um, so that's, that's pretty much it there with, um, it's going to be exciting to see how Tyreek Hill, um, has a year this year. I know there's been talk about him wanting to get like 2,000 yards, which I don't think is possible. But, you know, um, I've, with Patrick Mahomes, I guess, hey, everything is pot, kind of possible. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, and you're right. With Clyde Edwards-Alaire, um, it was kind of a blessing in disguise, I guess, for him. With Damon Williams missing out, yeah, you lose out on being able to bounce ideas off of a veteran. Um but you get a talented back and you have the ability now to give him more of the ball of the, you know, of the ball and not have to worry about a player like Damian Williams getting upset that Clyde is dominating ball, ball carries. Um, so that's, that's a positive there going forward. I'm really high on Lucas Niang who they drafted in the third round this year. Um, but he has to play behind Eric Fisher. Um, and that's it. So that's pretty much the chiefs. Um, I don't know if there's anything else to cover. <laughs> no, I think they're pretty much going to dominate. Um, so, you it's know, I guess we'll kind of wrap it up yeah. here. Um, you know, I'm going to give you my picks for how I think the division is going to play out, you know, assuming there's not some substantial injury or whatnot. Um, so for me, I obviously see the chiefs finishing in first. I think they're going to be the number one seed. Um, you know, I do think the Ravens, the Patriots, uh, maybe the Steelers are going to, you know, be in it. But I think they're definitely the favorite right now. They're just so loaded on offense. I just don't see many teams being able to compete with them in a shootout situation. Uh, for In second, I think that the uh, – this is a tough one. But I honestly am going to have to go with the Denver Broncos. I'm really high on their offense, and I think they have a lot of really good pieces on defense. Third, I think the Chargers, um, a lot of that depends on the quarterback situation. I think talent-wise, overall, they probably have a little bit more than, um, sorry, the Broncos. But I'm pretty high on the Broncos this year. I just feel like the Chargers have kind of always left us, you know, disappointed for years and years and years. I just don't see how bringing in Justin Herbert and Tyrod Taylor, like that doesn't inspire me to think that this is the year they're going to get over the edge. And then, obviously, I think that leaves the Raiders in last. I just think that their their quarterback situation, the def- the defense is so far behind that, uh, you know, they're going to have another tough season, I think, probably a 6-10 and 10 type of team. Maybe they'll compete a little bit more, but I'm not really too high on them. Yeah, and I feel like this is one of the divisions where you can kind of just rank it based on quarterbacks alone. 
Um, because, you know, the fourth, obviously, for me, is Derek Carr. And the Oakland Raiders suck. Um, third for me is going to be the Chargers just because it's more of a question mark at the quarterback position than are the Broncos, who I have second in that division. And then Chiefs are the Kings, bro. So, um, it's like, I don't need to go much deeper into that. Like, just look at the quarterback position, um, and you can pretty much rank it off of that. Um, and that's it. So, Chiefs definitely going to dominate this division. And that's, um, you know, it wasn't groundbreaking news to talk about who's going to win this division, but it is interesting to look at the other teams behind the Chiefs and kind of looking at the direction they're taking to try and compete with them. You know, the Raiders, like we said, we don't really see a clear plan. You see that the Broncos are loading up on offense around Drew Locke. You see that the Chargers, you know, have invested in their defense. They have Joey Bosa. Um, you know, they took a, a really solid linebacker prospect this year in the first round. So I think they're doing the right things. And, it's it, you know, they obviously have a long-term plan with Justin Herbert. We just don't know how soon we're actually going to see him. But, um, you know, that's going to wrap it up for us today on tackles and turnovers, covering the AFC West. Spoiler alert, Chiefs, we're picking them to, go, to win the division yet again. And uh, we encourage you guys to please give us a follow on Twitter. Uh, like us on Facebook, Tackles and Turnovers. Follow us. You can hear all of our content across multiple podcast channels, Google Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Anchor. Uh, we're gonna, we're, like I said, we're trying to work on bringing you guys some video content in the future. We tried it. We failed. That's all right. That's what we have to do. Pick <laughs> ourselves back up. Uh, and, you know, we're looking forward to, to uh, finishing out the division by division previews. And then we will uh, obviously be covering the season as it gets underway. Assuming COVID-19 doesn't uh, rear its ugly head even worse. But uh, I think that football, nothing will kill the NFL. Nothing will stop that train. And uh, we look forward to talking more about the 2020 season.